Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. We are back from our Christmas hiatus. Um, either way, I'm Chase Bunker, since I don't have a name underneath mine. But joining me today, he is the half-Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. One name to rule them all, it's Murph Murphy. Hey, how's it going, guys? And player four has entered the game. It's Daniel Clegg. Hi, friends. How's it going? <clears throat> Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys very much for watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, or if you're listening to us on a podcast, or watching us live on twitch.tv slash kbhspike, thank you for making us a part of your day. Uh, we were gone for quite some time. I think it's like the longest hiatus we've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. we, we usually take like a good Christmas break, but it was like, holy crap, Like a lot of things happened. and I think it was like we took the break at the worst time ever. What you th- something big dropped? Something big what? occur in Nerddom while we were um, gone? We had oh, there's wow. lots to talk about. Um, we'll talk about Star Wars in just a second. Like I'm just gonna let you all know oh, ahead of time. Oh, Star Wars! Yes, um, we're going to go flat, like full on, like Star Wars um, spoilers. So I'm just gonna let you know ahead of time, like it's gonna happen. Um, How about oh, we yeah. just like, throw out a spoiler alert for the entire show that we're probably going to talk about spoilers all we're, we're probably going to talk, okay, so for this entire episode, well, there's going to be spoilers to a lot of stuff. So let's, let's just, like, to be there will be spoilers, just like the Daniel Day-Lewis movie, except with blood, but with spoilers. So, um, yeah. before we Cobra get into Commander that. Commander has a snaky thing under his mask. There you go. Um, uh, Commander is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, Ooh. man. <laughs> Anyways. In the sixth sense, he's Bruce Willis the entire time. Gandalf killed Dumbledore. What? I wanted to make that reference. like, Because, like, remember, was it, you and I had the argument for years. I thought um, Ian McKellen was Gandalf. He is Gandalf. He is no, Gandalf. not Gandalf. Uh, uh, Dumbledore, excuse me. Dumbledore. I yes. thought for, yeah, like, years he was Dumbledore. And so, like, I just kept making that joke, and all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm wrong, and I'm an idiot. Um, but first off, yeah, let's I catch up on a lot of Christmas stuff. Um, I'm sure you all had Christmas stuff. I know Murph had a birthday. Um, I'm sure you played, like, a whole bunch of indie games oh, and no. said how great Gone Home was. But um, uh. but uh, actually, I'll, uh, we have a good argument later. Let's go into like Christmas stuff real quick. What'd you guys do over break when you when we weren't talking video games? Curtis, we'll start off with you. Oh, non-video games. I mean, you can okay, do video so... games, but like, what what were you doing besides joining me what on a it? podcast okay. to talk about video games? <laughs> I see. So, gosh, this is a great episode. And uh, the next week was my an- my fifth anniversary, my five year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, which is you know. Which was awesome. Um, By the way, I approve of her. Is that this... too late? Is it is it too late for my seal of uh, approval? Yeah, five years. It's it's quite it's quite too late. It's okay. been a little bit over that. Anyways, so my my mom likes to get these really cheap, stupid gifts for everybody because they're fun, you know. Okay. Yeah. So everybody gets toys and like dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she got me a fifty cent boomerang, and I was okay. Like, I'm in. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. It's a boomerang. Is it bad that I thought it was like a 50 cent action figure, like of the rapper 50 cent for a second? That's (laughs) even better. But like, it's kind of fun to get toys on Christmas. It's stupid, but it's like, you know, it's a buck. So whatever. So I take it outside and there's this giant pine tree outside. Throw it the first time. It throws perfectly. And I'm like, for a 50 cent boomerang, that thing came back. And I was like dumbfounded. So I throw it again. It gets stuck 30 feet in the air in this pine tree. And when I mean stuck, I mean it took me five hours and then a baseball hitting it about six or seven times before it <laughs> fell down. Because, <laughs> you know, it was a 50 cents boomerang. I could have just gone and bought another one, but I really wanted that boomerang back. Yeah. Sure. Mm. So that was my break in, uh, in a nutshell. Nice. Murph? So I, I got two game-related things that happened to me over the break. Uh, one was I cannot recommend enough that you don't know Jack Party Pack. Oh, I wanted Party to pack. get that. I really Doing wanted to. Oh, and I, uh, yeah. I said no because I bought too many other that's games. A, that's a, a holiday essential, I would have to say. Is this on uh, Steam? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. This is on Steam? Okay. It is on Steam. and you. So what, it's, what it is is it's just kind of – you can kind of – 
there's like a couple games like Fibbage and Drawful, and Drawful is kind of like Pictionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, you can just um, if you want to. And what how the really great thing about the you don't know Jack Party Pack is that the controller is your smartphone or your iPad yeah. or another laptop. And mm. if you're playing with non gamers like your rest of your family, uh, you, you they they all have those things. And and you know it's it's games like uh, like Pictionary or you you add, you know you make a lie up. So and they're really fun. It's well narrated and like it explains every step. So mm. like I can't recommend you that that game enough yeah i was very um, tempted to get fun. that during the steam sale but i was like i spent so much money on games i don't know when i would play this oh, yeah. and yeah i already feel bad because I, you got it and you say it's amazing i wish you would have lied because <laughs> it was awful and i would have felt bad <clears throat> and the other thing that my, my mom bought this have you guys seen that that pie in the face game yes it's, it's kind of like a hmm? yeah i've seen it it's kind of like a a pie roulette where there's a you put a little bit of like whipped cream on the hand and then uh as you you can like crank it and like one crank eventually causes the whipped cream to smash into your face and there's like a spinner and you you spin it and you just kind of pass it around and so uh i I got a pie in the face but then so did my wife so (laughs) so worth it jokes right worth it Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's something my mom bought, which was interesting. That's fun. Huh. And insisted we play. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have any funny stories to go along, but I did take a deep dive into Batman Arkham Knight, finally. Um, I waited, you know, I would spent now six months since the game came out to make sure they got all the PC issues resolved via patches, and it's really, really solid. It's pretty much Arkham City, right? That was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um expanded with a Batmobile, right? That's pretty much it. So more of the same in that department, but it is really good storytelling, which is what you expect in those games. And um, I'm probably about 20 hours in, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, that's really what I've been doing pretty much all break uh, as far as gaming. Nice. What about you, Chase? Um, I'm so glad that you asked. Um, <clears throat> my My mom was, like, boasting about this gift for a while ago, like, before Christmas even started, so she's like, oh, I got you and your sister something, some kind of frivolous, you don't need it, but whatever. And I I open it up, and it's a tablet. And I thought, oh, wow, I have a tablet, it's cool. And then I, like, sit back, and I think, like, what could I ever use a tablet for? And and apparently it's (laughs) everything, and I'm very behind, like, not only, like, everything, but, like, it's also an Android tablet, so... Because I have an iPhone and I've been used to the iPhone interface, and like my girlfriend uses an iPad, so I'm used to the the iOS. It's like it's weird, like and it's awkward to me. So I'm like, how do I handle? Like I feel like it's something so simple, like the the white guy in infomercials that can't handle all the stuff. Like, oh no, this tray is unbalanced. I can't hold all these CDs and all that stuff. And so, like I'm slowly mm. like figuring out how to use it. Like I got Hearthstone on there. But then it said, "Oh, that by was the my way, first question, Chase. Yes, so, yeah. I got Hearthstone How on there. How many games of Hearthstone have you played? Um, I played a few because it, for some reason my computer is a piece of crap and decides to freeze on me, and it froze on me twice while facing um, Rafam and the Solo Adventures. And so I'm like, well, mm-hmm. this sucks. I'm gonna go on the tablet then. Oh, there goes Murph's video. That's cool. Um, oh, it's my fault. I'll, I'll fix it. Okay. Uh, well, I do that in the meantime. It's up now. It's up now. Not on my screen, but oh, now you're good. Um, Hot delays. Um, oh no, your, yours was back up. Now it's just default picture. Great. This is why yeah, it started. No, no, I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, and so, it's on my end. I did. Um, I'm slowly and slowly getting used to the tablet. Um, my girlfriend and I did a lot of gaming, and uh, of course, there's a lot of spending for uh, a lot of spending on games. Which I apologize to you guys for being kind of cheap this year when it came to games. I tried to get you what you want. Um, sure. I got Curtis Grim Fandango because my girlfriend and I just beat Grim Fandango, and I was kind of like big on my mind. And um, so we did that. Got you, uh, Clay Transistor, because I saw on your wish list. And then I saw her story was on there, and I remember our discussion from the night before. <laughs> and so we literally just like for like a few good hours, just oh now Murph Murph just looks like scrambled porn. Um, for like a few good hours, 
Like, just watch her story, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. And then we also marathon Ratchet and Clank all for one. Like, like to put this into reference. Is that, is that a TV st- uh, series? What no, we that? no. It was a video game. Um, it's Ratchet and Clank. Where oh, okay. uh, yeah. Um, hmm. To put it in reference, when they're did making we... a movie about that? Aren't yes. They? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did we stop playing Heroes last night? Like put that like to put it into reference. We stopped playing what around seven. We stopped playing Heroes. Seven. I was playing until about oh. eleven. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I don't know when. You, oh, you guys played after I. Went, I didn't but, play with uh, them. No, like when yes. me and you were done, it was around seven, correct? When when we stopped, well, game started around seven, so we stopped around six forty-five. Okay, so about <laughs> six forty-five, we played Ratchet and Clank from six forty-five until about four thirty in the morning. Like wow. we marathoned wow. it. And it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, we like well she was she wasn't feeling very well, so we just like did that. But one of the things, if you've never played, you can literally tether to another player, like uh, of one player if like one player's here and one player's here, this player can literally just like shoot out a tether and bam, just go right next to the player. Well she just like never did that. She did, or she never moved. She just tethered and that was it. So it's like, oh here I go, here she goes, tether. So she won't do any of the jumping sequences because there's tether for a reason. Yeah. Uh So she just kept doing that. Don't you need her to do that, though? Like, if I remember correctly, don't you guys have to kind of trade off? There are some. I think that's how that game. Uh, A few things, yes. But when you just run around, you can easily just do that. Oh, okay. Okay. You just reminded me of of another game that I I just forgot we've been playing, Chase. And that's uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh I'm playing that with my wife. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar in that... Instead of tethering to each other, the players can eat each other and poop each other out, and then you're a little egg that you're following the other Yoshi around, and you throw it at things. Like I wish we could, I wish like someone to just took this to conversation in context. It's it's kind of like like what you're talking about. A yeah. good co-op game. It it was a lot of fun, and it like it's, and I know Curtis and I <laughs> like marathoned it as well a few times, but like everything like. Yep. It's no one thing. Like, there's always something new every time. And so I think that was the one thing I liked about it. There's always a change of pace. All right. So we talked enough about me and my Christmas. And we talked. We briefly touched up on you guys on your Christmas. So, like, how I take an hour to tell a story. Um, all right. Star Wars happened. We're going to... If you haven't seen it... Yes, it did. Okay. Again, if you haven't seen it... I'm going to apologize. This is full of spoilers. I feel like we've given it like almost a month yes. to give everybody a chance to see it. Which, by the way, if you are a Star Wars fan and you haven't spoiled it on Facebook, you are a good person. Because let's face it, I have a lot of friends who are Walking Dead fans and a lot of Game of Thrones fans. And by God, I don't watch any of those shows, but I know what happens because you guys spoil it. <laughs> Uh-huh. And so yeah, exactly, and so like that's why I I purposely like watched it ahead of time just so I wouldn't get ruined by a lot of things. And all right, so we'll we'll talk about it now. First off, initially, what did you think, and at how many minutes in did you realize, oh, this is so much better than the prequels? We'll start off well, with Murph. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was better than the prequels in a, like a minute in. But, oh yeah, uh, no, like. Um, when was it? Like, I know there was definitely a point where I knew that this was going to be a good movie, uh, or I had my suspicions, I had my suspicions in the first scene with, uh, with the, with the, the blood on the, mm-hmm. on, uh, on Finn's, uh, whatever. Yeah, on by his the, helmet. Yeah. On his helmet. By the time, uh, when the... So when the, the resistance flies in over the bay on those, oh, uh, on those yeah. X-Wings... Like at, awesome. at that point, I I was like, oh yeah, I'm actually this is a really good Star Wars at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I that was like I I, w- I was enjoying myself before then, but that was when I realized like, okay, cool, we up we're we're good. Like this is this is a good movie. That opening scene with the blood on the helmet was the yes. point for me when I felt like this was a very different Star Wars movie because mm. all of a sudden we're seeing things from the perspective of the stormtroopers of one in particular but you see a, a shot from behind them as they charge forward mm. rather than from the alliance's perspective you see stormtroopers rushing towards you which is how you always see it in A New mm-hmm. Hope I think right yeah. so it's a, it's a flip in that perspective and 
that really stood out to me in that scene in particular where, oh, I'm, I'm seeing the bad guy side of the story. This is great. And, like, this is a very, like, J.J. Abrams-style Star Wars, right? And, like, I'm okay with that because I like most but, of J.J. Abrams' films. But it was also very quippy, good. too, which is what I enjoyed about it. It was funny. Like, that movie right. yeah. was, mm-hmm. like, it was really funny. And that's mm-hmm. not very J.J. Abrams-y either. That's, that's Disney. That's Disney, yeah, that's and, Disney. and their writers. Correct. Just, everyone loved the movie. Well, like, I mean, I mean oh, very clearly, some of that billion dollars that they, or however much they used to buy Star Wars, was used to buy some writers as well. Yeah, yeah. like. Like, the, the writing was legitimately good in this yes. movie. Absolutely. For me, the moment I knew I was going to like this movie is when uh, Finn and Poe are talking, and they're in the Star Destroyer, and he's like, "I want to join the rebellion." He's like, "You can't fly a plane." He's like, "I can't fly a plane." I can't fly. And I, I was like, pilot. instantly, I was like, "Okay, this is that moment where I'm going to enjoy it," and I just continued to enjoy it throughout. Like they tried to get away, and they forgot to eject this fuel line. And just stupid things like oh, that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, crud, I forgot to do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I always wanted to fly one of these. Just like really dumb moments, but they need more Poe Dameron. Good God. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't a lot of Poe Dameron. Best romance I, 2015. Yeah. Well, first off, I love how you make them sound like Hank Hill. Whoa! But. Oh, well, that's basically what yeah. they were. They were yeah. bumbling idiots. <laughs> Um, a little bit. Yeah, I liked the. I think the dialogue was very well done. I liked Poe Dameron in the beginning, or Dameron, excuse me, in the beginning where he's meeting Kylo Ren, which I've been saying Rilo Ken for like the past two weeks. So I'm, if I say that, apologies, dyslexia. Um, he's like, uh-huh. so, so do I talk? Does you talk? Oh, okay, it's you talking. Okay. Yeah, that like, was good. I that thought, like, good. okay, he's going to be, like, the new Han Solo. Um, I like how they answered the Smart question. Ass. Oh, yeah. I like how they kind of answered the question of where Finn comes from because my thing wasn't the fact that, like, oh, it's a black stormtrooper. It's, wait, I thought there's other stormtroopers that aren't, like, clones of Jango Fett. Like, that was the one thing that I was still stuck on. I'm pretty sure there's probably, like, a book or something that's, you know, says, oh, this is what oh, happened you, to him. Rebels talks right. about the TV show. Talks yeah. a lot and, about okay. it. Um, do you want? Do you want? Do you want to go but, on yeah, this we, we, or, but, no, I, I'm gonna say we can. I can go into the deep Star Wars dive already. But, but, if you, but let's if you not. Go there. From the perspective of Chase. Chase's audience, which is most people who haven't read the book, yeah, I'm I'm casual Star Wars fan. It's good that they touched on it. Yes, yes, I, I think and. The base reason is they don't want the same thing that they did to the Jedi's to happen to them. That was the big reason that I kind of saw. Also, they're getting really old really fast. So yeah, clones clones don't last that like have a decelerated lifespan. Like just that solid like snake years. Actually, yeah, all the clones should be dead by the time. Uh, yes, by uh, Force Awakens hope comes around. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. All right. But by, for, yeah. by the time I think. I think they said Empire Strikes Back. There were no more clones in the clone in the storm. Yeah, actually, okay. yeah. So yeah, by then there probably aren't any there. Okay, yeah. but um, I I I didn't think like I was I was going in very skeptical because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I knew it was going to be a good movie, and of course after the whole beginning sequence, like oh, this is already twenty times better than the prequels. I thought it was a good movie. I'm not going to like be like oh, it's the greatest movie ever. Blah blah blah. Like a lot of people are saying. Right. 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 But um. It's really good. Though. Yeah, it is. Like it's I like really, really Finn good. as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what it was, but like Poe is a good character, and I wish we saw a little bit more of him. We'll probably see him in like the next ones. But I felt like as a character, yep. as a whole, Finn was just so good, and I think that's what was well, that's what solidified it for me. Yeah. So a little whatever um, Poe in in the initial draft of the script or whatever, and for a long time they. Uh, he died in the in the Tie Fighter crash, and, right? And it mm-hmm. t- up to the point where the the actor who was playing him was kind of like, "Well, do I really want to be this guy?" And then he was he he kind of made his peace with it, but then Abrams was like, "Actually, we, we're not killing him, so come back." That's good. Yeah. There you go. Okay, oh, so, nice for him. Yeah. Speaking I of like killing, Ray, I think. Oh yeah. More than Finn, Ray was more mm-hmm. um, resonant with me as character. I enjoyed her story. Finn was cool. And for a while there, I was thinking that maybe he had some sort of force sensitivity, Jedi something or other, because he got two lightsaber battles in that movie. One against, <laughs> one against awesome 
uh, stun stormtrooper number seven. What, who what is what is the name that people have come? Up, they've come up with like a title for him. It's oh, like T R eight R. Yeah, traitor. His one no. line is traitor. Traitor. Right. <laughs> yeah. So against traitor stormtrooper, that was awesome. And then another one against um, uh, uh, Milo Ken. Whatever you say, Chase. Milo Ken. Uh, to be fair, both of which he got his butt kicked. But uh, you know, um, so I, I don't yeah. think that's the direction. The I don't think yeah. he's going to be uh, so Jedi moving forward. The one thing I was kind of disappointed in it was like they kept promoting like Captain Phasma as like one of these like integral players, but it was like you see her maybe twice, and like uh, I she's supposed to be the new Boba Fett, like she's supposed to be like this awesome character that everybody likes. And I just I felt nothing towards her at all. Right, I think that might be purposeful though because if you look back at the episode four five and six you see boba fett and i think he has a line in episode four but he doesn't do squat until the later movies that, right that like be, nothing yeah. the second half of empire he's there for um uh, uh about five, han, han getting minutes. frozen yeah. But then he doesn't fight anyone until episode six and he loses so, badly <laughs> he loses badly yeah. right sure so I'd say it's at least consistent with that if she's the stand-in or the replacement if, for that character. If I can make... I mean, I think she's going to move into a much more major role in the next two movies. I hope I think, so. I think we're going to see her crawl out of the trash pit, somehow get away. We know she's in the other movies, and she's right. going to be a major menace for them. That and was the, a great line, though. Is there, like, a trash compactor or something? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. All right, so okay, Sorry. let's let's get to the the real part. First off, one thing I was disappointed in when Han and Leia, like when Han's leaving, I wish Han like looked over to Leia and go, "I love you," and she just goes, "I know." And she said, "I." Know. I wish That's that happened, I and to. I would have died. And be like, done, best oh, movie God. ever, and I would have walked out at that point. <laughs> but <clears throat> all right, been a little too such, on the nose. I yeah, I mean that this this movie perfect. traded a lot on nostalgia. Yeah, it did. It did. Absolutely. Um, it, all right, let's talk about new when, villain real quick. When I described oh. it to, sorry. When I described it to Clegg, I said it was weaponized. It was weaponized. Weaponized nostalgia. nostalgia. That's yeah. right. That was the words. And <laughs> you nailed it. Yes. Because they hit on a lot of points with that. With that. Um, would you guys think of Kylo Ren as the, the over, as the villain? Anybody? Yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine with Kylo Ren. I, I like emo Darth Vader. I love emo Darth Vader. I think it's a great. It, it's different. That's what I appreciate it is. about it. He's not. It's a. It's a really Darth great Vader. contrast. He's such a. I don't mind that he's a punk. Yeah. I think That's the one thing that I liked him. about him was the fact that, like, with every other villain in the series, like you see anger, but you don't see rage. Like, and that was the one thing that you got of him is like you you felt the anger and you just like saw the rage in him and just destroy everything, and also the fact that he stopped the blaster like mid flight. Like I thought that was awesome. It was like okay, that's badass. That was that was pretty badass. That, See, that was pretty badass. It was. I'm not. I'm not getting that, badass that, that from Kylo Ren. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not getting. He I'm not saying he's. Moments. He has his moments. I don't think he's. Actually, don't. In fact. So my wife's theory is that uh, the reason that Kylo that this is I have no idea if any of this is true. So just spoilery. She thinks that um, what is it? Uh, Ray came to Luke's Jedi Academy as a young kid, and Kylo Ren was supposed to be. Oh, you're you're the you know you're the you're the grandchild of Darth Vader. You should be the strongest Jedi ever. And it turns out that Ray, as a little youngling or whatever, the younglings. Never say uh, that word again. I hope I they know. never say that uh, word again in that movie. It's awful. <laughs> so Ray is a young apprentice. Turns out to be even more powerful than Kylo Ren, and that that just drives him over the edge. And he just gets he gets basically jealous. And I, uh, I think, so, he, so actually, Kylo Ren is not, in fact, a very powerful Jedi. He is just pretty much the only current Jedi. <laughs> that is actually what I believe as well, except for 
I don't believe Ray was an apprentice because she would have known about certain aspects. I feel like she would have yeah, that's, that's also what I think. I don't. I think. Um, I don't think Ray is uh, think, Luke Skywalker's daughter or anything like that. I, I hope it is not. Luke Skywalker's daughter. I hope but not. I, we'll that's such an that. easy. That's such it is an easy. easy I actually, I actually like the Obi Wan theory better, where it's his granddaughter. Mm. It's Obi Wan's granddaughter. I like that theory a little bit better. It makes sense why she hear the first voice she hears is Obi Wan's voice and not. Luke's or Yoda's voice. The yeah, first. The... So I mean, it, what what I liked about that theory you were just talking about is I totally believe that's what it is. He is kind of a punk. He's not the best. It shows he's not the best. Yes. It's just the fact that I'm pretty sure there were Jedi better than him, and that's uh, although... what did it. Can I, mean, I, can I defend Kylo Ren for just a moment? Because everyone yeah. says, he's like this Dark Lord of the Sith. Why isn't he doing better against this upstart girl who knows nothing? T- to be fair to Kylo Ren, he got shot in the chest <laughs> with yeah. Chewbacca's <laughs> bow blaster, which, like, annihilates anyone else across the room, right? I, so I, I, okay, that was the one thing that bothered me. When he just kept doing this, it's like, first off, you're not Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street, so you can't, like, do this. Oh. What's up? So there's an interesting theory about why he does that. Stim it's pack? basically he's pissing him, he's pissing himself off. Yeah, he's rage basically and anger. he's uh, hitting his wound because you know rage, like Murph said, rage and anger. He's just getting himself more and more worked up because that's Pumping working himself up. Power up. So here, here's my question, and I'm I'm going to be I'm in one camp, and my wife isn't in another. Uh, I think Fed Finn is force sensitive, and she thinks that Finn is just a dude. I think Finn is a dude. Really? I, yes. I think he's probably just a dude. I think it'd be really cool if he was Force-sensitive, because all the trailers for this movie, you always saw Finn in that pose with the blue lightsaber in the forest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that that was the good guy Jedi imagery right, right. we got. We didn't see Rey in the trailers. It was Finn. Um, so it'd be cool, because it would sort of be a realization of that, but I, I also... So here's here's my thing. I think he's. I don't say Finn is a Jedi. I think he's slightly force sensitive. Like he's not. In fact, he's he's definitely not as good of a Jedi as Rey. But I think he he could be a Jedi if you know, just not like a good one. Like like one of the Jedi in the background in in the. Uh... <laughs> See, I actually buy that Poe Dameron is probably force sensitive over Finn. Finn did some okay. cool things, but he never did anything that made me say, that is something out of the ordinary. The only thing I would say is that he's able to fight with a lightsaber, which is generally reserved for Jedi. Because apparently, if you're not at least a little bit Force-sensitive, I've read somewhere, you end up just slicing your hand off. Well, I'd say with military training, you'd know how to wield a sword. Correct. Maybe some sort I, it's of still a laser sword. And he, and he, I mean, he does, even though, yes, Kai, or... What is um, Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren is injured and all that, but he he stands up for like you know he he's able to fight a Jedi for a couple of minutes. Well, the only issue with that is you know they they've kind of talked about what is and what is not canon. Okay, mm-hmm. and so one of the big things that they said was canon was the Clone Wars and Rebel series, where they definitely right. show people who don't have Force powers using something similar to laser swords, okay. and not brutally murdering themselves <laughs> with it. So, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I understand, but the other part I noticed is when Ray gets the lightsaber, she doesn't hit the button. When Finn has the lightsaber, he always hits that button to turn oh, on the lightsaber. Okay, I didn't notice that. Oh, that's a small uh, detail. So you think she activated super, it with the force? That's a really good detail. She caught the thing and it just lit up instantly. When yeah. Finn does it, he always goes like this. You can see him pressing something on okay. the lightsaber. Speaking of Ray, yeah. how about that cameo oh. with Daniel Craig? Oh, that was so good. That was, that was funny. Like I heard the voice. Like it this was... sounds like remotely familiar. Wait, Murph, you have a confused <laughs> look on your face. Do you not know the cameo? I don't know. We're, we're... No, what was the Daniel Craig cameo? He was, when Ray is strapped to the chair and she uses the force on him, he is the stormtrooper. Oh. That's, that's Daniel Craig. That's, that's Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. And he literally said, and she goes, I just want to be in a Star Wars movie and I think it'll be fun to do it for just be that stormtrooper. I think, oh, I think John Williams is one of the people that escorts da- uh, Poe Dameron okay. to, the, to the room where he's being interrogated as well. He's a oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> 
I know. Uh, I think it's Simon Pegg is the the yeah. rations. Yeah, the rations, rations guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Got a lot of little cameras yeah. in there. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get to the big moment now. First off, two big moments. One, that Star Killer scene with yeah. that just pretty much blew the Alderaan death scene out of the water and just like utterly well, fisted yeah. it, and it was like, oh, this is much better. And with Starkiller base, which I'm glad that, you know, the Force Unleashed kind of got a little reference with that. But the fact that, like, they destroyed, like, a whole galaxy with one laser. Granted, it had the power of the sun, but it was still just, like, this impressive scene where you're just like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, not, yeah. they're not to be messed with. Okay. For me, this, is, this was just like, okay, they, they had to escalate from the Death mm-hmm. Star. Otherwise, yeah. what are you doing? But yeah. I'm... I'm I'm not in love with the the de- the Star Killer base. Well, it's, it's not gone, anymore because so it's, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's dead. It's, it's gone. Also, Unless there's a clone also, of it. From, from from a lore of the universe we're living in perspective, you got to build your your base inside of an existing planet, right? Okay, that means unless you know how to alter the orbit of said planet. You can't really move it to a different system to take out another high-priority target, which means either they've built many of these things, which could lead into another Starkiller base no, no, no. in episode 5 and 6, no. or Stop, this is dude. just a really stupid plan in the first place. No, no, no see, it's not a laser, though. It's a... It's a, it, it's um, a sun. No, it's a, uh, it's a hyper-laser. Oh. So the laser beam can travel through hyperspace? Yeah. So can we can we talk okay. about how how stupid yeah. these guys are to build another planet that yes. shoots at things and is like, hey, look, we're right here. I Very mean, stupid. Very we, stupid. Third time the charm. Plans. It's like, Third it's like we, we built we built two of these things and the rebels totally blew it up. So what do we do? We're going to build a third one, guys. It's going to work this time. Listen, the architect so, of the Empire, now the First Order, is really ingrained in their system. He's set yeah. on his designs. He does he not really like wants them. I, I gotta. This is what I got to know. Um, and this is this is Murph being like, so whatever alert. So they have to suck in the sun, right? I know right. where you're going with this. Okay. And then they say, "Oh no, we only haven't when they when they've sucked in the sun, all the light is gone." Right. So, what are they orbiting? Yes. And how are, how are they not immediately frozen solid? Yes, how that too. Are, you yes. know, just them sucking up the sun could pretty much terminate life on almost every planet in that solar system. Here's, so. the, here's oh, yeah. the other one. I don't want to. I don't want to get like Neil deGrasse Tyson and like, oh yeah, it has to be this, but. The sun is gone. <laughs> you need the sun. <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be really suck. What would really suck is if like you're on one of those planets that gets blasted, yeah. and you're listening to the Beatles. Yeah. Like you're just discovering the Beatles for the first time. You hear, "Here comes the oh, sun." Do 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 do. Oh sweet <laughs> Jesus! And then you just die. God, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective, Jason. Yes, right. that is actually really. So, I mean, it was guess, a long time ago. I mean, the 60s I, were a long time yeah, ago. Far, far and another galaxy right. far, it's far away. Really, it's a stupid plan for many, many, many different reasons. And and you know what? It, it, but it, it was they, cool. It is very cool, and that that's good enough. I'm gonna I'm just gonna live with it. They, All right. Like they really hyped up the the laser beam shotgun thing, so that it yeah. looked awesome. It took out. Oh yeah. Make, like, how to make a planet destroying laser beam? More impressive. Have it kill four planets with one shot. <laughs> it's a right. shotgun. Sure. Got it. So, so in the again in the universe lore of this thing, that was the capital of the the Republic. No, right? That they, they blew did up. Not show the capital planet of the Republic. Yeah, they did. They that was no, course. They specifically said they did not shoot the capital planet. They did. No, I thought what, that was. did they blow up? Yeah. Uh, I don't Every know. other planet, but the capital. Them. But they, I, but the I thought capital, they said the capital Coruscant. is Coruscant anymore. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. It's, okay, I think it's Mon Mothma's planet or whatever. There's this huge thing they did, and they they were talking about you know where the capital is, so on and so forth. They said right, it was because when General Weasley was red hair Weasley ha! was standing <laughs> and making his speech, right? <laughs> Nazi speech. Oh, points Nazi for speech, Clay. It was all about killing the Republic. It was, so, but it's one thing at a time. You need uh, I guess. Okay. Drive. You can't just mm-hmm. randomly shotgun blast the 
I'm pretty sure you can just randomly shotgun blast planets if they don't agree. Um, but I'll, I'll ask you guys this. I, I've been trying to allude to this. But, but, okay, this is the big spoiler. Again, if you have not watched Star Wars, this is the big spoiler. So, if you don't want to hear spoilers, you might want to turn away for about a good few minutes. Or if you don't come back, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. Have what it was. It's called the Hosen system. It's a priority target in the Republic, but the capital is uh, Shandrila, which is the home of Mon Lafa. Not okay, to be confused sure. with the Leader Hosen galaxy, which yeah. is full yeah, of. Yeah, okay. Not, not important, but. Okay. So, did you guys cry during um, that scene? Oof. Nope, but I definitely oh. had a sharp intake and a gasp. Like, I don't, and that's weird to do in a movie, for me at least. Yeah. It, it was surprising to me when it happened. As soon as he walked on the bridge, I kind of knew it was probably going to happen. Yeah. But the tension in their faces as they mm-hmm. uh, stared at each other, really, I was on edge the whole time waiting to see what, what would happen. And then when it did, I jumped. Yeah. See, I, I thought it was going one way, and I'm, I, I could have seen them going the other way. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I wasn't, like, crazy. Uh, I'm not. Mm, put me down as a no. It was well done, though, for sure. Yeah. Oh no! Like I'm not. It was impactful. But Correct. The the moment Harrison Ford doesn't want to do another movie. Yeah, that's really <laughs> what it comes down to. But the other part of it, that it wasn't that exact moment. It was when Chewie yelled, and when Han said his uh, Kylo's real name. Yeah. Those were the two moments that I uh, got a little bit kind of yes. not like almost like sad. I guess was the right word because you could feel that he was kind of. He was deciding whether he really wanted to do this kind of moment, right. you know, where mm-hmm. he's like, do I really want to do this? Okay, well, I should do this. You know, I am his father. Okay, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> right. So, oh, gosh. Absolutely. And yeah. when the, the sun turned off, which, as we discussed, is already stupid, yeah. but when the sun turned off in the middle of their confrontation and you could see it in his eyes that he had yeah. made his decision, mm-hmm. I mean, so the, the the debate I'm seeing is, do you guys think that Kylo Ren was actually tormented and twisted, or do you think he is sinister enough that he was goading his father into approaching him? I think he, I think he's a little emo (laughs) dude. I think I I feel like he was legitimately twisted. I think he's he's listening to to Lincoln Park. I was going to say Lincoln Park. uh, I was going to say more Dashboard Confessional. My chemical romance. My, yeah, little, little my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My chem is emo, so. but whatever. I love my chem. Um, but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with liking this wrong. Bands. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those like I, I think yeah, I think he was like a little bit twisted. And I think he he actually was conflicted. And it, I, I, first off, I love the lighting that they did for that scene where you see like this red brooding light coming up from behind Adam Driver, who I thought did a spectacular job. And I thought he was a he did great, and I love his little yep. backstory Absolutely. as well. Um, if you haven't read it, go check it out. Um, how he started up a acting camp, not like an acting campaign, but he started like an acting organization for military um, vets. Um, yeah, it was really cool. That's I didn't know that he was a marine. Like I found that out like hours before I watched the movie. Like, mm. and I thought it was the thing is like it was one of those like Facebook posts, and like it wasn't mm-hmm. from like any other news source and so it was like okay like adam driver is kylo ren yes correct was a marine oh wow. yeah he was a yeah, marine yes yeah, so he was he was like legit i did not know that either until later yeah and so like i thought he did a great job but yeah overall i think as a movie overall i thought it was really good it was fantastic yeah and and breaking almost every record there is as far as gross, yeah. right? It's, well, yeah, of course. It's overtaken Titanic. Mm-hmm. I think only Avatar is left as far as... And it, they're the saying Avatar could be happened by ever. Friday. So I, I think I had to, to eat my... Uh, I think I did say I had some doubts and that I thought that maybe Avengers would do better. But, uh... Huh? The, the, uh, the second I, one? We all kind of said that, though. We weren't really... Sh- I, I know I specifically also was kind of agreeing with you, where I wasn't really sure where the dice was going to land on that. Well, but, to be fair to us, we had been burned by three movies previously, right? right? So, Aloha. I mean, and to be fair, it, it went just about as well as it could possibly go, yes. right? Yes, correct. We, we a, knew that it was like... But the question... Yeah. 
Sorry. You first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead I was like, ahead, we knew that this movie was either going to be like exceptionally well done and we were going to be happy or we were just going to be mortified. There wasn't going to be an in-between. Like, we were just going to be really good or we were just going to be like, this is worse than the prequels. And yeah. what, yep. what, are, yeah. what are some of your guys' biggest questions from this movie that you hope are answered in the next movie or next two movies? For me, it's the time period between episode six and seven and exactly what happened there. You can read I, it. I, I want to know. all there. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> it's all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I don't think what I'm wondering is, I'm, I'm talking about when chronologically was Luke's new Jedi Academy mm. established? When was Ben born? So how old is he really? He looks like he could be 20, but he could be 25. He could be mm-hmm. 16. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, when did the betrayal occur? Right, and so how long has Ray been by herself on the planet? You know, that, like that whole time frame uh, is a little mm-hmm. fuzzy. Mm-hmm. So the events that is, uh, that happened in that in that period is the biggest question yeah. for me. What about you guys? Um, See, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say most of my questions are more in looking towards the future, like who is who who is the supreme leader? Like who mm-hmm. actually is Smaug? <laughs> Uh, like what? How do they raise the stakes even more from the Star Killer base? Like how? Like who? Like yeah? Like what? What's Kylo Ren's next move? Yeah, like, I, I almost wanted to see like Sith. how cool. how he like came to be, essentially. Like know more about the Knights mm-hmm. of Ren. Just fall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Knights of Ren are they all actually a bunch of uh, lightsaber right. wielding force sensitive? Sits in training. They are cool. wielding some guns in those in that scene where they show some or the raining. There are some of them that are holding, definitely holding blasters. Right, but I mean, are those are those the actual Knights of Ren, or is that just like some mercenaries he hired? Correct. And there's also like there's a lot of yeah, like there's a lot of mystery there. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So where where are they now? The the big joke. Bh1 will have a special later. Watching it is that Snoke is like really three inches tall. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. it could be. Uh-huh. And basically, like, there's going to be this one scene where someone walks by him, and you're going to see this massive shoe. He could be, uh, he could be a Yoda monster. <laughs> so they're like, "Stop it! I'm filming here, or whatever." Uh-huh. But, yeah, exactly. So. That would be funny. That, that would, would be, be funny. Yeah. So, so Murph, to answer your question, the, the only way to up the ante from Starkiller Base is if the next base is actually in the sun. It's the only way, right? <laughs> Or oh, it's man. or it's, it's a solar system, sun. and they start throwing planets at other people. I mean, yeah, sure, like, or how something. Do you, like you got a orbital slingshot. Good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> speaking of movies, also, or uh, just to end the topic of Star Wars, uh, another movie that came out recently was I watched Hateful Eight and Daddy's Home, which Daddy's Home is actually pretty mm. funny. Hateful Eight is an incredible movie. Mm. Like, I'm really? not saying, like, I was like, okay. you know, you, there's, like, the there's fence. Tarantino. Like, I'm not, like, a big Tarantino fan because there's a lot of movies I haven't watched of his. But, like, as legitimate, like, Western movie, like, it's good. Like, I really enjoyed Hateful Eight. Okay. So. That's um, good to know. It was getting, um, not not negative reviews, but definitely mixed. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I enjoyed saw, it. Um, I saw Fury Road over the break, finally, and I'm, oh. uh, that, that was a good movie, not a great movie. What? You really? Disagree. It's a good movie. Like when disagree. I say good, I say a solid eight. That's uh, no. That that's the Clay. That's, that's high on Murph scale. That's high. That yeah. That's high on. That's high on Murph scale. On a Murph scale, that's high. That's the best movie of the year, other than Star Wars, in my opinion. <laughs> five out of seven. <laughs> it might be, actually, I'll give it a five out of seven. If you if you know what if you know what I'm referencing, good on you. Are you are you considering like <clears throat> nine and ten to be like your great movies or like nine and tens are there? There aren't many nines and tens. Like I I don't I don't give out nines very often. I don't so what? Think. So what we consider great, Murph considers good. So yes. high end of good. I, look, I'm I'm trying to bring down like an average movie is a five, which is an average score. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, see, yeah. like so if you if you. Five is still watchable, even though on most people's scale, five means complete trash. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I think it's also because we're going off of game reviews, where like five's just awful, sevens meh. 
But um, yeah, right. I was going to say yeah. as well. Six is un completely unworkable piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like. Oh, never mind. I'm not even saying all that. That movie's a nine in my mind. That yeah. that's I love it was that a movie good so movie. much. But that, that we really can debate good. that. We can debate that another time. I yeah. suppose. Um, yeah, we could. That, that would be actually interesting. Anyways, it, it would be. Have you guys played? Her. I know Murph has. And I know. I need Clay to grab that. I know. I know. For it, I'll be right back. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Curtis has, but Clegg, have you played her story like at all? <clears throat> I, not at all. I was just told to play it for sure today, so I'm okay. doing that. So, so it's like I want to talk about it. <clears throat> Man, I gotta go. Stuff I throat. would, I would hold off because, especially if he's going to start playing it soon, the potential for talking about it another yes. week is pretty high. Now, another so thing sure. you didn't Tuscan. mention, Curtis, was you played Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, so I, I played Tales from the Borderlands. It was um, just a little while ago. I kind of burned through it very quickly. Um, yeah. That game surprised me pretty heavily. Um, you know, Telltale games, they generally are they're, they're good games. I'm not going to say they're yes. like, you know, bad games. They're, they're, they're on the higher scale of games. But I'm yes. kind of the way Murph is about movies. I'm kind of about video games. Um, but... This one particularly was exceptional, not only among Telltale games, but I think games, recent games in my mind in terms of story. Mm -hmm. I liked the fact that there were two protagonists. I liked the fact that every episode split between the two and they kind of had this cool opening sequence and, um, you know, the game... God, dark like really yeah. dark and it also had moments where you were just like cheering and like super excited about what was going on um in my opinion this is a must play for people who enjoyed borderlands yes. or people that enjoy that kind of universe um do you need to have played borderlands one and two to understand the story or is it more standalone it kind of explains itself you i am interested in having charlotte play for it, my wife because I had preconceptions based on what I knew. And I think someone coming into it without those preconceptions might have a different outcome than I did. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's something I would be interested in. Um, but someone like your wife who hasn't played the others would do just correct. fine seeing that universe for the first time. Correct. I, I think it makes sense. The explanations are pretty yeah. standard. Hyperion lives on a space station. The world down below has gone to crud. Yeah, sure, you're going to recognize more characters if you play the Borderlands games, but you know, it's, I don't think it's a requirement. Yeah, it's not. Like I, first off, like episode one spoilers, Shade just like scared the piss out of me when he oh, yeah, when you yeah. when you meet him. It's like wow, that like that came out of nowhere. It was. <clears throat> I'm gonna try again to say this without too much spoilers. Because, like, I was very tempted to get you that for Christmas, but then again, it was one of those, like, I wasn't really fully sold. Like, I thought it was good game, good game, and then it got to, like, episode three and four, when it's like, right. okay, and now I'm very set yeah. in this game. Correct. Like, but, the yeah, first two episodes are okay. They do a good job of building the world, telling you who everybody is, <laughs> getting you ready for everything. But in my opinion, episode four and five are some of the best ways to escalate a game that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And with a satisfying conclusion with – they did everything like at the end. They, they did some things I didn't love, but they did a lot of things that were just – really really smart and really really well done is it the best game ever no is it a really good game that you should try if you have it absolutely yeah and i it, i think one of the reasons it was so well and i can't speak highly of this writer enough um because when anthony birch wrote borderlands 2 he wrote pre-sequel and he also wrote this so he had his hand in everything in setting up mm -hmm. the borderlands universe and it definitely like I think it was a great way to kind of end off like his run, so to say, as head writer of Borderlands. Um, it just like it was, it was filled with like a lot of funny stuff, a lot of emotion, um, a lot of great mm -hmm. twists. 
Um, of course, Handsome Jack's in it, and I thought Damian Clark was incredible. One last go as Handsome Jack. Of course, we say that, but you know, Borderlands Three, anything's possible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Troy Baker was incredible. Same with uh, oh my gosh, Laura Bailey. I, th- I almost said Laura Lenny. It's like that's a mm-hmm. different actor. But Laura Bailey, <laughs> just just the whole voice cast was fantastic. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. Um, so. I'm trying to remember who played the sister. But um, oh, I don't remember offhand. Yeah. But overall, I just thought it Stellar was... Stellar cast, really good. Yeah. So, would you, like, would you agree with me in putting that in the Game of the Year nominations? Yeah, definitely. It was... Um, what I can say is it was probably the mo- one of the most uh, gripping games and one of the most memorable games I have played mm-hmm. this year. Like, sometimes, like, for instance, Fallout 4, I don't remember exactly the plot details of Fallout 4. I remember very, very, and this is also because, you know, I just recently beat Fallout 4, but um, Tales of the Borderlands clips along really nicely. It's got a, a lot of good story beats, and I think it tells the story it wants to. Yeah. And it's not stretched out. It's not, you know, they knew what they were doing, and, you know, they nailed it. Yeah, so. they did a great job. And, um, wait, you played also Game of Thrones, correct? I have not, no. Okay, never mind. I have a friend who's playing through it, but I, I have not personally played through Game of Thrones. Okay. So I was going to see which one was better. I thought you had it. From what I've from what I've heard, the um, tales, they're both very good, but in my opinion, probably nothing is going to top Tales of the Borderlands, yeah. personally. But, um, so. I would also agree, uh, going reversing the question onto her story, I would have added her story to the game of the year list like that was a worthy it, it was on our game of the year yeah like, I, like i'm fully it was like on list. i'll support that really. i'm gonna support that list yeah because definitely and i wish murph was here because i i remember when we were talking about this you said it's kind of a game but it's not i feel like in a way it's more of a game than i guess gone home just because the fact that there is literally like there's more you can do with that game than Gone Home. Those of you who are joining me, like I absolutely despise Gone Home, and like I think it's the only reason why I haven't played Dear Esther yet because they're like, oh, uh, do you like Gone Home? You like Dear Esther? It's like, ooh, I hated it. But well, <clears throat> eh, you might I, like that one more. It might have just been the main storyline. Yeah, you know, we'll so. see. All right, so I don't know if Murph's coming back soon. I, just... don't, I don't know either. I would assume he's not. So. Yeah, he's not in the call. Which well, we've is gone through pretty much everything, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, we could make fun of award shows and make that game awards, but yeah, we could do that in another episode. So thank you guys very much yeah. for watching. Um, make sure uh, Whether you're watching us on a, uh, YouTube or Twitch.tv or listen to us via podcast, thank you for making us a part of your day. Uh, like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash that new show show. You can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker. You can follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. You can follow Murph on Twitter at Dork Knight Show. Follow Curtis on Twitter at JetBlack710. Spoiler alert, he doesn't post anything. Um, you can also watch the shows live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash KBH Spike. Uh, other than that, check out all the other videos I'm done. Hopefully, uh, gonna do a hundred subscriber video because we reach over hundred subscribers, which is kind of surprising. Even though twenty five of them is probably porn spam, but that's okay. So, other than that, Chris, I forget anything. I can't think of anything, buddy. Clegg, did I forget anything? You're good to go, bud. Murph, did I forget anything? You're not here. Cool. So, for Curtis Coe, Murph Murphy, and Andrew Clegg, I'm Chase Bunker. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.